Well, as I shared, we are looking at the encounter of this woman that Jesus had at the well with Jesus. And uh, I think it's very important to point out that when Jesus addressed her as woman, that was a real term of deep affection and love uh, with respect towards that woman in that time because we wouldn't take it in the same way in our culture in which we live. Now, let me just give you some background here because uh, this woman had experienced in life much heartache and pain. None of us really know all the detail that brought this woman to the position in life that she found herself. And I was reminded of the fact that sometimes we can look at people and we don't know their story and we can prejudge and we can... uh, look at them in a way that, uh, that they are not at the same level. And the miracle in this story is that Jesus totally leveled the ground for, the, for this woman and affected her life so much that she was never the same again. And the impact that she had on the whole village where she lived was totally transforming. You know, this woman was restricted Restricted by her past, restricted by the present, and restricted in her future. And the experience of life itself had brought her to this place. Brought her to what place? She was effectively in self-isolation. And she isolated herself from the community, not because of a virus, but because of her reputation, because of her current situation and because of embarrassment and shame. And I love the fact that Jesus addresses every one of the issues and matters in her life because we know that to be the case because when she went back to the village, she said, come and meet a man who told me of everything that I had ever done. So the intimacy and the closeness of the communication between Jesus and this woman was of such a degree that he spoke into every situation in her life. And God can do that for you today. And in this story, we find that Jesus deals with three barriers in her life. And God has to deal with these three barriers in our own life if we are going to be in the place where we can live with freedom and liberty, with no isolation from the community of God's people, no separation from God, and to reach a place where we can overflow with the joy of Jesus, just as this woman did. So he dealt with her natural barriers the natural barrier in her life. He dealt with religious barriers in her life and he dealt with spiritual barriers in her life. Before we come to the actual dialogue between Jesus and the woman, let me just give you some background detail because you know as well as I do, for Jesus to be even sitting with and speaking to this woman was a radical move on his behalf. 
you know that there was hostility between the Jews and the Samaritans. In fact, if you're a study of the Word, you know that you could go to Luke's Gospel and you would find just a short paragraph that explains that when Jesus went into that location, they did not want anything to do with Jesus. They shunned Him and they just wanted Him to leave. And that is explained by the very fact that Jesus was en route to Jerusalem. And then on another occasion, we find that when a man, a godly man is on a journey from Jerusalem through to Jericho and he'd had to go through Samaria to get there, then the Bible says that they did not want anything to do with that man because he had come from Jerusalem. Isn't it interesting that really... That location, Jerusalem and the Middle East, is, is such a hotbed of, uh, of spiritual battle and warfare. And we know that uh, right now in the heavens and across the region there, there is a constant battle. It's a physical battle, but there's also a spiritual battle going on. We also know that the end time battle that will take place will be in that region when the Lord returns. And so we understand that what happened here was not unique only in that the woman's life was totally transformed. It was unique in the fact that Jesus was willing to have a conversation with this woman who would have been regarded as an outcast and without hope by the Jews. I love that because that's an expression and a revelation of the love of God that everyone can experience. And the hostility had to be overcome. So what about the natural circumstances of this woman? Well, we've already recognised that we don't know how she arrived at the lifestyle that she was living. And I'm not going to go into any detail on that because we have children in our congregation today and sitting at homes with mum and dad. So we have to explain things in an appropriate manner. But what we do know is that she had had five husbands and the man that she was living with was not her husband. So I don't need to go into any more detail than that. You know, we're living in a generation when many hearts are broken because of broken relationships. And we are a generation that is not living a biblical lifestyle anymore. Thank God there are those who have been brought into revelation with Jesus and they've experienced God unraveling the mess and healing and restoring and putting their house in order. Even so, sometimes we can't go back and undo the past and and therefore we have a merciful God who forgives us, cleanses us and restores us once again to live a life that pleases Him. Hallelujah. But the natural barrier that had to be overcome by this woman was the fact that she was living with shame and embarrassment in the community where she was because everybody knew her story. And we know that she came to draw water in the heat of the day because nobody else would do that. So even in her self-isolation, she came 
at a time to draw water when she knew nobody else would be there. She felt unable to connect with people. She felt unable to be part of the community. And I've known Christians who have been so hurt and wounded and full of pain that God has not yet dealt with that actually still feel that they can't be free in the house of the Lord and even be part of the community. And God has to overcome our natural barriers sometimes and bring healing in heart and mind to bring us to that place. Aren't you glad that the Word of God said there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus? Hallelujah. So don't let your past restrict you. Don't let your past define you. Because when you came to know Jesus Christ, you experienced a spiritual awakening and you experienced a brand new beginning. Hallelujah. The old is gone and the new has come. But for this woman, she was carrying that regret and spiritual need. And if you go through the story, Jesus addresses that natural barrier. And she was amazed at the fact that Jesus would even want any communication with her at all. And don't you find that sometimes? That people can actually be thinking, I've done so much wrong and so much bad in my life. What would God want to do with me? How on earth can I approach such a holy God? How can I come into the house of God? I don't deserve to be in church. Friend, it is the opposite case with Jesus because His grace and His mercy mean you can walk into the house of God with your face turned up towards him and your heart and your spirit opened for the work of God to happen in your life. And so this woman sits with Jesus and Jesus explains to her so many things. We only have a little glimpse of the communication that really took place. For her to be able to say, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did meant that there was far much more said than we have recorded. But what we do know is that as Jesus began to speak into her life, she became uncomfortable. There was disturbance in her heart and mind because Jesus began to talk about eternal things and her mind was not yet in that place. She wasn't thinking like that yet. She was just overawed by the fact that this man would say, could I have a drink of water, please? And as he asked for natural water, he then began to speak about spiritual water. And whenever the Scriptures uses, uses the word water or oil or, or things, very often, most of the time, it's referring to the moving of the Holy Spirit in someone's life. And that was happening, friend. You can imagine it, can't you? Where she was sitting with Jesus and Jesus said to her, "You knew if you knew who it was that was asking you for water, you would ask me for a drink and I would give you a drink from the wellspring of eternal water that would rise up within you unto eternal life. Imagine the power and the authority and the love that just oozed out from the face of Jesus and from the Spirit of the living God in to that woman's life in that moment. It was a moment of interaction that humanly, human, human words could not really explain. And many of us have ex experienced that as we've 
been seated in the presence of God alone with Christ. And yet the discomfort in her spirit meant that I think she was probably thinking, I would really like this conversation to end. Have you ever had a conversation maybe with someone who is like a street evangelist or or someone who really knows God, who's knocked on your door, or or, or a family friend, or even a a family member who who has poured the love of God and the challenge of his word into your heart, and there comes a moment of discomfort. The Bible calls that conviction. And that conviction, you can either respond to the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God, or you can say, whoa, that's far enough. I'm feeling uncomfortable now. The woman was uncomfortable enough as it was. And yet Jesus had to press her to a moment of decision. And it would be life-changing for her. And you know, friend, as I looked at this story, I was going in a different direction uh, and I was going to preach on a total different subject. Can I share with you, over two nights, God just downloaded this into my spirit and said, this is the message for today. I don't know why, but I'm bringing it with passion today because that's how it was. God spoke to me in a dream to deliver this message into your heart and life today. And as this woman was sitting there with Jesus in her discomfort, she decided to try and distract him. If I could move Jesus off this conversation and open up a spiritual argument because that would then diffuse the confrontation and challenge that was going on with the master into her life. So not only did Jesus deal with the natural barrier, he also dealt with the religious barrier. And so to try and distract Jesus from the direct intimate challenge that was taking place in the woman's life, she then said, well, listen, you Jews say we should worship on this mountain, but us Samaritans believe we should worship on this mountain. And I was thinking about the modern uh, day in which we live, where we've got a myriad, so many different religions saying, this is the way to do it, that's the way to do it. If you don't do this, you don't stand a chance. If you don't bow so many times in a certain direction in a day, if you don't do this, and even Christians, if they're not careful, they can write their own religious law, and it's got very little to do with the Bible. And Jesus can see exactly what she's doing. She's setting up a smokescreen to distract Jesus from the directness of his, and the challenge of his word and his spirit. Ever been there? When you'd feel more comfortable talking about religion and rules and have a religious debate and a religious argument. I've never seen anybody who's come to saving faith as a result of a religious argument but I have seen someone come to saving faith when the Spirit of God has brought such depth and conviction of sin and they recognise their need and the mess in their life. When they cry out unto God, they know that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth and the life and a miracle happens in their heart. The natural barrier is broken and the religious barrier is broken. You know, I heard one of my old favourite Pentecostal preachers say, you know, as Pentecostals, if we do anything for three weeks, we've got our own tradition. <laughs> that, was, that speaks volumes that the freshness and the life 
and the water of the Spirit in your life will not lead you into just a set of rules and regulations saying you've got to do it like this, you've got to be in that place. And even in the current climate we are, the miracle is that you may well not be seated in the house of the Lord here listening to my voice. You'll be sitting at home listening to my voice on the TV. But the miracle is God is not restricted by the barrier and you are hearing from the Lord right where you sit. Hallelujah. How did Jesus overcome the religious barrier? He overcame it by explaining something about eternity. He said, the day is coming when those who worship me, God, will worship in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. In other words, any spiritual worship, any adoration, any confession of faith that really matters comes from your own heart, comes from your own life, comes from the inner sanctuary rather than the outer sanctuary. It'd be possible for you to say, Pastor, that wasn't a bad sermon today. You could have done it a bit better, but you weren't too bad. You could even give me marks out of 10. You see how it's delivered and style is irrelevant. What matters is that we're receiving it into our hearts and lives by faith and the Spirit of God makes it real to us. And that's exactly what happened to this woman. And her declaration to Jesus after Christ explained that those who worship God will worship Him in spirit and in truth. That means it's genuine, it's real, it's just so personal. It's between you and God and and that worship and acknowledgement of who God is has brought such a depth and renewal in your life. That's happening. And once Jesus explained this, She then said, I know that when the Messiah comes, he will tell us everything we need to know. And then Jesus says that great line, I am he, the one who is sitting and speaking with you, I am he. And there'd been such communication from the mouth of Jesus that actually in that moment, a transformation came, hallelujah. Salvation came. To that woman in that moment. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. And the spiritual barrier that had existed in her life was broken. And the barrier was the way that she thought. The barrier was her perception. The barrier was her mindset. The barrier was her lack of understanding. It was confusion, confusion concerning spiritual matters. One day we'll know. But Jesus is coming and saying, listen, my daughter, you can know today because today is the day of salvation. Hallelujah. And so he dealt with the natural barrier. He's saying, I can deal with whatever 
the issues of your past and your present and your future are. I'm the Messiah. I, I can deal with the religious barrier because I came to set people free from religion and to bring them the gift of eternal life. A precious gift from God. Hallelujah. There's something in human nature that means we think, well, I've got to do something to gain my salvation. But actually, our safe salvation comes by acknowledging who Jesus is. If, it knew, if you knew who it was that was talking to you, you would ask me for living water. Let me have this water, she said. I wonder if that's where you are today and you're thinking, Lord, let me have the water of your Spirit. Cleanse me, wash me, restore me and fill me with your anointing. What a cry. Hallelujah. I love the outcome of the story because the spiritual barrier being broken in her life meant that she went back to her village where she'd been self-isolating for years. She went right back into the centre of the village. And you can imagine it. Normally that woman would have taken the back roads, sneaked back into her home on the secret way. But not this time. She went straight in. She wanted everybody to hear about the Messiah. She wanted everybody to hear about this man, Christ Jesus, who had said there is eternal life possible as a gift. And she went back in with her head up and her face open, saying, come and see the man who told me everything I ever did. And the verses then go on to say, the whole village came to saving faith in Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't you think this story is so relevant in the time in which we are living? because so many people are disconnected. You know, my friend, don't let isolation become a disconnection with the body of Jesus. Because if you're not careful, you can begin to think that the only possibility for you is to, to remain aloof. But that's not the case. God's grace and mercy and love and protection rests upon you. Hallelujah. And you are able to move through life expressing the love of Jesus in ways that this world is desperate to know. And friends, as we close today, I want to say this to you. Don't isolate spiritually. Connect. Remain close to the body of Jesus. And above all, recognize that Jesus will never push you away. He comes right to your well this morning to sit with you and to explain to you everything about your life, breaking every barrier, loosing you and enabling you to return open-faced, guilt-free, shame-free, and having received the gift of eternal life. May the Lord cause this to happen in your heart today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.